You're listening to podcast excerpts from the Missing Clarissa audiobook by Ripley Jones, read by Inez Del Castillo, with Atlanta Amado Forsyth, Raymond J. Lee, Kimberly M. Weatherell, and Alan Winter. Episode 2. The Mothers. Clarissa's mom, Marion, was the first person we interviewed for our podcast. When you're making a true crime podcast, you're supposed to make the victim of the crime seem sympathetic, human, three-dimensional, because she can't talk for herself anymore. And because, well, it's like Cam says, everybody loves a dead girl. The more we can get people to relate to Clarissa, the more they'll want to listen to our podcast, right? It was hard to interview Clarissa's mom. She was so sad. And she was so stuck in her own version of the person she wanted Clarissa to be. We barely knew anything about Clarissa at that point, and even we could tell. Clarissa's mom was remembering a saint, not a real girl. And that was just the beginning. We had no idea how much more about Clarissa we were about to find out. Clarissa never gave us a moment of trouble as a baby. What other parent can say such a thing? I used to wake late in the morning. She slept through the night every night. I don't think we had any idea how lucky we were. And go in to look at her in her crib. The miracle of her. Her wee rump in the air and her head against the crib bumper, fast asleep. This perfect girl. Ours the answer to all our prayers. We wanted more children. Truth be told, I wanted a whole passel of them. I'd had this idea since I was a young girl that God would bless me with a whole family. Two boys and two girls, maybe twins. I'm not ashamed to admit I'd dress them in matching outfits their whole lives and take such pride in the fact that only their father and I could know which one of ours was which. I'm not from here, you know. I grew up in heartland country, and I had a whole army of brothers and sisters myself. The most wonderful upbringing. I wanted that so badly for her, to know she was part of something bigger than she was. A real family. Big turkey at Thanksgiving and a tree for Christmas with all the trimmings. I wanted her to have a sense of tradition. Our family, going back all the way to the Mayflower, celebrating the same things in the same way. Well, my grandparents didn't come over on the Mayflower. They came through Ellis Island, but you know what I mean. Tradition. What my own mother wanted for me. But the Lord works in his own ways, and he only gave us Clarissa. And what a blessing she was. She obeyed us, everything we said. She never spoke back. Well, as a child. I suppose it's normal enough for girls to find their own minds when the change comes, and she did talk back a bit then. When she was 13, 14, oh, that was a hard time. I can't speak a falsehood. But she was still so beautiful. Our Clarissa. 
Everybody loved her as much as we did, everywhere she went. No one could say no to her. The cashier at the grocery store used to hold her favorite candy behind the register. She could have picked it off the shelf, but she loved their routine. We'd go through the checkout, and he'd say, Anything else, Mrs. Campbell? And she'd say, Don't you have something special for me? Oh, how we laughed. She was about seven then. Our perfect angel. You would have had to look all over the entire world to find a girl as beautiful as Clarissa. She was such a wonderful baby. So perfect and so good. We adored her. Of course we adored her. With a little girl like that, how could you do anything else? That's all for now. Thank you for listening. Make sure you follow for next week's episode. And don't forget to listen to the full audiobook of Missing Clarissa on sale March 7th. See you next week.